and welcome to the Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your host and guide on this journey to find ways to live a little healthier. Each week, I'll be joining you with one of our many experts here at Cleveland Clinic to share tips that can help you feel your best. As we dive into today's topic, though, let me set the stage with a story. I recently moved, an ordeal that comes with more stress than boxes, which says a lot. So how did I cope during moving week? Well, I, I, I ate, and I ate a lot. Uh, basically, I, I felt terrible. Odds are uh, you've been here too, uh, but there are things that you can do to reboot your system and little tips. And uh, luckily, our good friend, uh, Beth Zeroni, a registered dietitian at Cleveland Clinic, is back with us on the podcast to chat about it. Beth, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Today, we're talking about kind of if, if you if you overdo it uh, when you hit the kitchen. And um, let's start with just like how common of a problem or an issue is this for people? I mean, it can be very common. You know, it really does depend on how well you manage your stress. And so a lot of times people really will go to food as something that's soothing. So it's not uncommon to have, you know, food binges periodically. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of those things. I think you just naturally, you get nervous and you, you know, a lot of people will start reaching for that bag of uh, uh, pretzels or chips or candy bar or, or a whole pizza in, in my uh, in my situation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, food is part of what we do. It's part of our culture. And so it's much more acceptable than if you're sitting there drinking or smoking or, you know, anything else. So really eating is is so um, common to us. It's really easy to have that be the go-to. Yeah. Yeah. We break bread together. It's what we do, right? Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, now let's start with the idea that that you do that and then uh, you just, you have that that guilty horrible feeling that comes after it when you're looking at that empty bag or box or whatever. Um, what, 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 do you, what do you do then? So I always want people to know that food is neutral, right? There's no good foods. There's no bad foods. There shouldn't be judgment when we're eating foods, because if you eat something and say, oh, I cheated on my diet or I'm bad for eating this, that can set you up for additional binging or purging. So I think the first thing is going in and identify, like really working on your relationship with food, right? I mean, if it tastes good, we're going to eat it. You know, you have it, move on, give yourself some grace. So, so how can you do that? How do you start uh, the reset and, and recover? So I think, again, if we go back to trigger foods, just kind of getting some of those out of the house, if you really feel like you're, they're preoccupying, you know, your attention and you're really trying to go back to them, just get them out of the house and having more healthy foods around. So you're less, you know, less likely to kind of go to those things. Um, but I think the other thing is, you know, separate yourself perhaps from the food, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, go for a run, you know, do something a little bit more productive than focusing on, you know, that that food. Well, what does exercise do? If you, if you do eat a ton, I mean, does, I take it exercise just gets your whole system kind of, kind of moving a little bit and you start, you can burn off some of that. You can burn off the extra calories. Um, so then that way, if you're feeling a little bit guilty because you consumed, you know, too many calories and you're, and you're afraid of, you know, weight gain, um, it'll definitely burn off, you know, the circulating sugar that you have. So that's one thing. The other thing too, is it's going to increase your serotonin. So it's going to make you feel better by being active. So instead of you feeling better because you're eating the food, you're actually being, um, feeling better because you're doing something action oriented. And that's going to be overall better for not only your physical health, but your mental health as well. 
What about your digestive process? I mean, I thought like moving around, does it help with the, the, the digestive process too? Physical activity really does increase that gut motility. And so the more that you can exercise, the faster the food's going to go through your system, which means it's going to get out of your system. And so you don't have to worry so much about having, you know, these extra calories, the extra fat, the extra sugar. It's just going to help you to kind of almost like detox naturally a little bit so that you can get back on track a little bit faster. What are some other tips that you can just do in the, in the short term, like right away to help your body um, re- reset? I say stay hydrated. You know, sometimes we think we're hungry and really we're just thirsty. So having things that are zero calorie beverages is going to be one way of doing that. Plus, again, it's going to help flush all um, the extra, you know, junk out of your system. So you're going to end up feeling a little bit better. Also, again, like looking at those triggers and saying, okay, for, you know, when you were moving and you said it's easier, oh, let's, let, it's easier to order a pizza right? Than it is to cook. I mean, we've all been there. We've all done it. So maybe the next meal say, we're not going to order pizza. Maybe we're going to order something healthier. So we've talked about some things that you can do, um, which are great tips. Um, what should you not do? Yeah. So I think the first thing is we don't want you to purge, right? We don't want you after you've eaten quite a bit, you know, sometimes there might be the idea that if I purge, then I'll feel better. I'll get rid of it. But then that's really going to set you up for, you know, some bad behaviors because that's going to cause more damage to your body over time. Um, the other thing is, you know, we talked about exercise and that has to be a healthy balance. We don't want you going for long runs either and making and making it feel like you have to burn all these calories because you had, you know, two pieces of pizza. Cause again, then you're going to have this relationship with food that isn't going to be healthy. So any kind of extremes we don't want you to do. So I don't want you to starve. I don't want you to purge. I don't want you to overexercise. I think just again, finding that balance and just going to be like, okay, get over it. Like I made a mistake. Should you like, when you have one of those uh, times, should you like avoid setting, you know, stepping on that scale for a few days and just kind of let your body kind of naturally reset? Yeah. I think if you've had some disruptions in how you normally eat for a little bit, and then you go back to your normal eating behaviors, your body is going to go back to that set point. So it's where it's most comfortable. So as long as you're not continuing these behaviors, you're not going to have that weight loss stay. You're going to actually go back to your normal, usual weight. So I would say, wait a little bit, kind of notice to how are your clothes feeling? Like if you normally feel, oh, your jeans are feeling a little bit tighter and then you kind of cut back and get to normal. Okay. You've got a little bit more wiggle room. That to me is going to be a better indicator because if you get so stuck on the scale, then that is going to, um, a lot of times just make you, you just end up focusing on the wrong thing. Um, and then again, you can do extremes and in a healthy way to make the scale go where you want it to be, where if you're looking at just overall health, being stronger, um, sleeping better, like those types of things, I think that those are going to be better indicators of overall health than just your weight. How long does it take for your body to kind of get back to that just kind of natural place where it normally uh, exists? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on how long your binge was. So, I mean, if you you know, we're just doing it for the week because you moved or, you know, the kiddos are going back to, you know, whenever they go to back to school and they have, you know, different, you know, eating behaviors. I think once, you know, it depends on how long. So if, if it's a short term, it's going to give you a couple of days, maybe a week at the, I mean, at the most, but if it's something that happens quite frequently and you're binging, you know, several times a week for many, many weeks, I think that that's more of a problem that you need to get professional help, you know, support from, 
you know, mental health um, providers and dietitians and even like support from your friends. I think that you really kind of get a get a pulse on on how frequent, you know, you're doing it. Yeah. And that's great advice. I think you're right. You're finding the root cause as to, as to why you were, you were, you were crutching on that food and, and kind of resolving that if, whether it's a, a temporary thing that was just a, a one-off as you're dealing with a stressful situation or whether it's something that's, that's kind of throughout your life and, and that you need to deal with and, and figuring that out, it sounds like is key. Absolutely. Anything else, Beth, that you want to, that you want to share any other uh, bits of wisdom? I think again, just really monitoring your intake, track it, see what's going on. I mean, if you want to fix it, how do you know what's wrong until you identify the problems? And so again, don't beat yourself up. As usual, Beth had the answers and shared them in her own special way. Uh, That's why we always keep asking her back here on the show. Uh, So bottom line with this, don't beat yourself up. Put that energy into making your future meals nutritious. Uh, Until next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash H-E podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.